Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello out there. This is Bo Svensson and you are listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson with a reminder that we will replay our conversation with George Maharis from 2012 beginning at the top of the hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Greg Airbar is with us as we continue our look at the broadcast history of Here Come the Brides. Here Come the Brides, the comedy slash drama slash western produced by Screen Gems that originally aired on ABC from 1968 to 1970 and which starred Robert Brown, Joan Blondell, Bobby Sherman, and David Soul. Season one of Here Come the Brides is available on DVD through Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, while season two is available through Shout Factory. Before we went to break, Greg was about to clear up one of the common misconceptions about Here Come the Brides, the series. They said it was based on Seven Brides for Seven Brothers in some incorrect uh, accounts. It really wasn't, though it was reminiscent of that. It was actually based on a true account. Actually, was I didn't know this until I went to Seattle and went to the Underground, which if you go to Seattle, which is a really wonderful place to visit, um, and a lot of the World's Fair uh, stuff is still there. You can dine in the Space Needle and walk in some of the grounds there and stuff, and it's kind of a, a cool place. Well, you can take a tour of the Underground, and, they, and the tour is funny. You know, they have... They have very entertaining, like people who are trained in theater doing it, at least when we were there. I was really impressed with how entertaining that tour was and also impressed with that. I was like, here come the brides was true. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, they really did do this. And they had all kinds of books about it, you know, about the original gentleman that went there who they based Jason Bolt on. There is a half hour drama. It was one of those half hour anthology series that dramatized the actual God. You know, it was done in, in that sort of way. Dick Powell Theater, I think I was trying to think of. I think that's where they did the other one. And then there was another movie uh, called Where Were the Women, which wasn't, you know, the women going to Seattle. It was women going from, I think, Boston to California. Now, that's an outstanding movie for a different reason. Because uh, it's an outstanding movie because it's so stark and realistic and uncompromising in how tough it was. That's not a comedy. That's a drama. But so that, those are the two other fictional uh, or semi-fictional ex- examples of this thing. But it is a true story. And Jason's character, which was Robert Brown, was based on this gentleman who did this. So it, it needed to have build a community and have women to help the community. But what's cool also about the series is what you see a lot of, like Bobby Sherman, a lot of careers that became big through the show and a lot of careers that became huge after, like David Soul. David Soul is not really given a whole lot. He has the thankless middle brother role. So while he is emphasized in some episodes, he is really not a standout character because Joshua is just not 
terribly interesting of a character. Did David Soul do Here Come the Brides before or after Merv? I, I could look this up, but I'm going He did it, memory. well, uh, David Soul had just, yeah, he, he had come to prominence on the Merv Griffin show as the as the unknown singer. <laughs> you know, he was, yeah, he, he was singing at the bag over his head, and that was his gimmick, which is kind of interesting because Merv was the, was the mystery singer back in the day because mm -hmm. he used to talk about that on the show. Everybody was wondering, who is the unknown singer? And, and a woman came up to me, are you the unknown singer? And says, and then she looked at me and was like, that's it? That's all you, that's what you look like? And she was so disappointed. So obviously Merv must, Merv may have had this idea for David Soul. David Soul's on the Christmas album. Yes, he, he was is. a regular on the Merv show. Yes, he is. Yeah. And also Bobby Sherman, had, I believe it was Shindig. He was a regular on that. So, so Bobby Sherman was, was much more grounded in his fame than some of the team like david cassidy had had to grapple with the fame and had more issues with the fame than bobby sherman did bobby sherman was very businesslike he was not a problem this the people from from all well, the accounts got along well on the show they were very supportive of one another and Bobby Sherman's only issue was that he was busy because he was having two careers. So he was working weekends on concerts, he was recording albums, and then he got so famous that by the second season, there were a lot of shows that, he, that centered on him. There was, of course, some, some tension about that because he wasn't the star. It wasn't overwhelmingly so because these people were all pros and they dealt with it. You know, it was not like, there was no horrible things on the set or anything like that. So he was Bobby Sherman's, and now I believe he's a paramedic. Yes, so. you mentioned uh, he was juggling two careers at the time. Uh, I forget exactly when, but sometime in the 70s, I believe, when his acting and music career was beginning to wane, he changed careers and he took a real-life interest in law enforcement. And I think he start, he, he became a paramedic and he began teaching paramedics, I think, to uh, law enforcement divisions throughout Los Angeles. And I think he is either affiliated with one of the departments down here or he has some sort of honorary affiliation. Yes. And the interesting thing is Here Come the Brides being a screen gem show, it's probably the because of its period, it's the only show that screen gems did, unlike Partridge Family or The Monkees or even... Bewitched or Genie, which, you know, they threw Boyce and Hart in there, mm -hmm. and, you know, Samantha did her if and song. They didn't cross-promote his singing career because he was on Metro Media Records. He wasn't on... So there wasn't a lot of cross-promotion. Uh, however, in one of the second season episodes, he sings a monkey song oh. from the first album. He sings a slow... of Yeah, he sings a slow version of Take a Giant Step from the end of side one. On, the here, very first on here Comes album, the Bride? Which is kind of interesting. Huh. On Here Come the Brides, he doesn't sing it on camera. It's sung, it's sung very slowly and, and romantically or tenderly over a scene. And, and it's like, oh my gosh, what? It, oh, that's Take a Giant Step. And it fits. It fits the scene. I'm trying to remember now off the top of my head. I think it's, um, it's not the episode with Meg Foster where she's the uh, sight impaired person. It's, um, oh, I know what it is. It's the worker episode, proud of. There's a young boy played by Mitch Vogel who has a difficulty dealing with things because he was uh, abused by his father and nobody can get through to him. He's actually being treated almost like a circus freak at the beginning of the show. But uh, Jeremy tries to, because Jeremy had to stutter, he identifies with the boy 
And it's just like Annie Sullivan and Helen Keller. There's an extended scene where the two of them are in a cabin and he's trying to teach him. And there's hardly any dialogue. So Take a Giant Step is, is sung over the action later and as they're walking through the forest and the boy is becoming more sensitive and more and come around and you hear Take a Giant Step and the lyrics actually fit. So it was like, wow, this is astonishing. And it's a Screen Gem song. That was the only time that they kind of did it. But that was a song, well, he may have recorded it. It may have been one of his albums, but I only have his Christmas album. <laughs> okay, so that's one of the things you can uh, look for as you enjoy uh, Here Come the Brides. Now, it's available on DVD? Yes. Uh, the first season was released by Sony. And then a long time went by, uh, and there was a lot of fans wondering when was it going to come out. And then our good friends at Shout Factory came along and released season two. Uh, there is a difference between season two. The show became so-called so, so more action-oriented. Uh, there might be some debate about that, but obviously ABC was not as supportive of it because it was a big hit. Oh, a big hit, but it was a hit the first season. And ABC, for some reason, lost interest in it. It was um, the time slot was changed and the budget was clearly cut because there were they were not filling the screens up with brides. You didn't have Bo Svensson anymore. Uh, well, he he wanted to go on to a bigger career and obviously he did. It didn't have Mitzi Hogue who played Bo Svensson's bride in the first season. There were there were several characters who were intermittent characters that were not showing up in the second season. It, it became a core cast. That was Robert Brown and the two brothers, and of course the wonderful Bridget Henley, and um, and the the legendary Joan Blondell, and the crusty but benign Clancy, um, who would play. You know, it was funny. I, I always thought of like J. Pet O'Malley in in retrospect playing Clancy, but actually it was, a, and that was um, Henry Beckman. And Henry Beckman usually played clients on Bewitched or. Uh, naval captains, authority figures, but he was doing this sort of Robert Newton kind of character on here. It was a very over-the-top character for him. Didn't even look really like Henry Beckman. He wasn't actually the pilot of The Flying Nun. If I remember correctly, Henry Beckham was also on I'm Dickens, He's Fenster. Yes. He was. I think okay. he was a regular on I think he was. Okay. On that. All right. And, so... and also Susan Tolsky. We've got to mention Susan Tolsky, who I, I always really liked. She was a great uh, comic actress. So you had that core cast all the way through. So it was a fun show. Great, you know, you had your your familiar guest stars on the program and some standout episodes. It was of its time to a degree. A few of them date. Some of them don't date as much as you would think. Yeah. But lots of fun and a great theme song that a lot of people probably don't realize came from this show. Yes, many people recorded, including Perry Como, most famously among many others. Season one of Here Come the Brides, available on DVD through Sony. Season two of Here Come the Brides, available DVD through Shout Factory. You can find them, you should be able to find them, Amazon.com, wherever home, wherever DVDs are sold. Uh, if you love the old Screen Gem shows of the 60s and 70s, this is a fun show to revisit. I believe there's a book available on, yes, on Here um, Come the Brides. Yes, it's Gangway Lord, Here Come the Brides, and it's from uh, Bear Manor Media, and it has a lot of interesting interviews with most of the cast. 
So if you really want to find out what they're like and what their experiences are like, largely positive. Oh, and, and one thing also to point out, if you're a Star Trek fan, tons and tons of people on this show, I guess when Star Trek went off or whatever, Mark Leonard, or is it Leonard, was one of the regulars. He played Aaron Stemple. Oh, and okay. there's actually a Star Trek book about Aaron Stemple <laughs> that, that references Here Come the Brides. So there you go. If you're, this is part should be part of your Star Trek video library. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So that would be Gangway Lord, or or if you go to Amazon, type in "Here Comes the Bride's Book." You should be able to find it easily enough. You can read Greg Airbar twice a month. CartoonResearch.com. Take a quick time out, then we'll replay our conversation with George Maharis from March 2012. We come back for hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.